0: Welcome to The Eternal Connection, a radio broadcast ministry of St. Mark Lutheran Church in Omaha, Nebraska. Whether it be through prescribed behaviors, rituals, or practices, every religion in the world teaches that if we desire to know God, it is our responsibility to find Him and know Him. Christianity, however, teaches something very different. Christianity teaches that God has come to us and has revealed his love for us by putting on flesh in Jesus Christ and by giving us his word through which he continues to speak to us today. We're glad you've joined us as Pastor Jay continues leading us through the Bible right here, right now on The
1: Eternal Connection. And once again, you are eternally connected. Thank you so much for joining us. This is Pastor Eric J. from St. Mark Lutheran Church in Omaha, Nebraska, who sponsors this wonderful program where we weekly with you celebrate the salvation that we have, the salvation from sin, death, and the devil that has come to us freely by grace through faith alone in Jesus, our Lord and Savior, a Lord whom we have a relationship with each and every day through his word. And that's what we're all about here on this show. Uh, is the Word of God preaching to you, teaching to you its truth, the Christian faith. And uh, as we're going to start here this week, uh, how that faith has been brought to us, how this salvation has come to us by an eternal almighty God who sometimes very mysteriously, for reasons far beyond us, chooses to use even the broken humanity that he's come to save to bring that salvation. And and, we're, and and spoiler alert—that's everybody. Yeah, that, that's that's you. That's me. That's everyone. Indeed. So you've got a part to play in this as we begin a series, looking at. Uh, we've come up with a couple of ideas. I don't know what we're going to name it eventually, but uh, significant saints of the scriptures. Chip, you came up with prominent people of the pages, right? We
2: just love alliteration yeah. here at the Eternal Bible Connection. people, people. <laughs> <laughs> and ultimately, it was uh, you know who God chose to. Be, be critical roles in in how we read today absolutely yeah real people a real
1: a, a real story this as, as is often pointed out history is his story uh, and that's really what we read about here in the Bible and you're right Jason the encouraging part about this is God always picks unqualified people because that's all he's got to work with, which means there's great hope for you and me. Indeed. <laughs> as the God who has uh, done everything perfectly for us has risen from the dead, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, who continues to give that invitation to come to him, and uh, he will give us rest and purpose and meaning. And we're really going to see that a lot here as we start all the way back at the beginning uh, to look at the very first person, and no, not Adam, but... Uh, God himself who is a person and we're going to dig into that a little bit cuz I think sometimes our our image of God or his the understanding who he is is quite quite different yes. from personhood and we're not really too sure how many episodes this is going to take, uh, but it's certainly not going to be two and a half years going through the Gospel of John. Um, <laughs> we're we're doing this because it was an idea we had, and we thought it would be good. Uh, but we are planning to once again open up another book and go through that verse by verse. Uh, we're we're still in the process of of deciding what that is, uh, and then the process of preparing for that. But for at least the next, I don't know, couple months. We're going to be looking at prominent people in the scriptures and uh, celebrating our God's grace given to us. So before we dig in, Chip, why don't you pray for us? Okay.
3: Heavenly Father, thank you for sending your son. Thank you for sending him to save us. And also thank you for your word, uh, your word that we can dig into this morning, that we can look back at the origins of where you were it, you were the only person. thing in existence you were the only person in existence and that magnificent story where you through your grace and mercy decided to uh create and lord open our hearts and minds to receive what you would have for us this morning as we look through
1: the beginning amen 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 so, when we say beginning, we mean beginning. You're invited to open your Bibles to the first book of the Bible, Genesis chapter 1, verse 1, uh, which is a throwback. Uh, well, a throw forward to the beginning of the Gospel of John. <laughs> yes. <laughs> a throwback because we just got done with it. Uh, John opens this the same way, but John is given a throwback to Genesis here uh, that starts with in the beginning, Genesis 1 1, in the beginning. That's a
2: huge topic, even for me, right away. Yeah, it's an episode in itself right there, right? The beginning of what? Yeah, and uh, just pause there and think about it. I have so many times when I read Genesis, and then when we talk about it, it's like in the beginning. It's not even fathomable in our brain to go back, because we have a beginning. Everybody gets born. right? But take that same premise and go... I mean, thousands of years to the beginning of not only just people, but time and God and creation, Space. all of that. Yep. And boy, then you just sit there and silence occurs because as a human, our brain can't even get there. Yeah, what you really expect to hear, if you're hearing this for the first time, is
1: in the beginning of, but it doesn't say that because this is the beginning the beginning of everything and it's important to point out that in the beginning god yep period he's before the beginning he's before the beginning of anything before the beginning of everything and you're right jason we even as christians that is so important in properly understanding what we call theology or the study of god and, and even understanding our salvation, because just like before Adam and Eve ever existed, there was God, before you and I were born as sinners, there was God and a God dead on a cross in a tomb and risen from the dead. God is the beginning and the end of creation and salvation, And that's why Jesus identifies that way, right? You go to the end of the Bible, in the book of Revelation, Jesus says, behold, I am the Alpha and Omega. I am the beginning and the end, which, as we talked about in the intro, is is so critical to, to properly not only understanding the word of God and who God is, but properly having a relationship with him and knowing him. He's not... A force, because that force would have to have a beginning. Right. He's not an energy, because that energy would have to come from somewhere. No. When Moses asked, and we'll get to Moses shortly, who shall I tell Israel you are? <laughs> I am who I am. There's, there's no one to say I'm like this or I'm like that. I don't have a name because there's no one to name me. I'm before everybody and everything. God is a person. Now, he exists in three persons, and we're going to see that here within the first two verses of Scripture. Right. But he is a person, eternal. Well, and I think it's
3: also important to point out something that you have talked about, Pastor, before is, you know, and and Jason, you, you alluded to just a minute ago. It, we can't wrap our brain around it. We are never going to understand it. And the importance of that statement is, of course we're not, because he's God and we're not. If we could understand him, we would be God. Mm-hmm. And that's not the case.
1: Yeah. Uh, and, and so that means that the, the first person ever— not only in Scripture, but the first person period. And he's not a human person. He has personhood, and I think that's probably a good distinction, right? He has sentience. He's knowledge. He he is wisdom. That was the point I was getting to is all knowledge, all information, all life has one source. This is the argument to get into with with those who want to deny creation (coughs) using the information we find in creation. Well, you can't use science to disprove a creator because the fact that there's anything to know in the universe at all only proves someone had to put it there. Who put it there? Why is there anything to know in the first place? You can't take that knowledge to to somehow disprove the fact that it had to come from somewhere.
2: And I want to want to throw this in there. God made man in His image. Yep, we're getting there. And, and I mean, what a great like. I mean, there's so much awesome, great stuff about each one of us. Uh, could could you just you know even for a second slightly imagine the 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 power the thought, the, the knowledge, all of that, that that he has, if we're just an image of it? Sure. Yeah, you can look at humanity and see, look, look at we are what we are truly capable
1: of compared to everything else in creation, right? Everything else that's been made. There's no denying that humanity is leaps and bounds and eons beyond what any animal can do,
2: mm-hmm.
1: any group of animals can do. Yes, and if that's the divide between us and the rest of creation, imagine the divide between us and our Maker, in whose image
2: we were made. Absolutely. Didn't mean to get us out of order there, but it's you know it's it was one of the most impactful parts of Genesis, or um, you know, Adam when when I read that.
1: Yeah, and we're getting to Adam. We're certainly not going to read
2: through all of Genesis, but let's get through the
1: first two verses here. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. To the Hebrew mind, that's that's everything. So think about this. In the Nicene Creed, we believe, I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth and of and of all things, visible and invisible. That's the Hebrew way of saying, in the beginning, God made everything that is. Period which it's too much for this single episode, but that means that if there is such a thing as evolution, it's not macro. It's it's micro. It's an evolution that's built into God creating the heavens and the earth, period. The earth was without form and void. So whatever God created, right, he just creates this heavens and the earth. It's, it's not done yet it's there in all of that it's going to be but it's formless it's void and darkness was over the face of the deep and the spirit of god was hovering over the face of the waters there right away you're already introduced to who this first person is god he is god and yet, there's a spirit of him. Even this early on, you have this foreshadow of the Holy Trinity. One God, three persons. And if you're wondering, where is the third person show up? We've got a few episodes that talk about that. Well, it's right in verse 3. And God said, said let there be light. And this is what John picks up. This is where John, John's the only one that has Jesus saying, I am the light of the world. Mm-hmm. The huge themes of light and darkness that we already covered in John. Right there within the first three verses, you've got God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. The Word is how God creates everything. And Colossians and a number of other books will say, everything that has been made has been made through Christ. The Word made flesh. Yep. So within... <laughs> It's just incredible, Uh, and this is why Luther would say, the whole Bible is the working out of Genesis 1 through 3. You, You find everything in these first few chapters, even this first person, the single most important person, the eternal one, the Godhead, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So as we open the discussion about important people in the Bible, it's, it's significant to point out that Adam and Eve is not the first answer. God, who is a being, albeit spiritual and eternal and all-powerful and all-knowing and ever-present, he's the one in the beginning. And he is the one that will be forever. So then we go through uh, a number of verses that I'm sure at least most people are familiar with on a Sunday school level. That God creates everything in an order over the course of of six days. And how does he make everything before Adam and Eve? He speaks it. He speaks it. And because he speaks it... It is. It is. Why? Well, because it's all from nothing, right? There's nothing there. It has to come about somehow. How does... Where does, I mean, even your evolutionist, carbon, chance, and time, that's how you get the Big Bang. Okay, where'd time come from? Who started it? Where'd carbon come from? Right.
2: And there's a great example of some of the divide that we just mm-hmm. talked about. I mean, as man today, people today, we can, we can speak and make a lot of mm-hmm. things mm-hmm. from stuff that God gave us on earth mm-hmm. to do that with. But we certainly couldn't just speak and create water.
1: Nope. Yeah, and so God speaks everything into existence, everything, right? Um, Even the animals, both the ones in the water and the air and the ones that are on the ground. He speaks it, and they come forth from this void this formless thing that God has made but yet when he get we get to verse 26 then god said let us make man in our image after our likeness well, use the word our there twice mm-hmm. yeah if you didn't get it in the first three verses It's being pretty much clarified for you here. It's not explaining how it works. It's not telling you Father, Son, and Holy Spirit yet. Uh, But it's clear. God, singular, even in Hebrew, refers to himself as we. So, again, we're not going to understand that until you work your way through the rest of what God says throughout his entire Bible. But it's important to show that This is who God is from the beginning in our image, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And what does that mean to be made in God's image? Because now we're getting to the first human
2: persons in the Bible. Well, I've always wondered, you know, is it in the likeness of look, capability, flesh, DNA, all of it?
3: Uh, This is a guess, but God is eternal, and he had no beginning and no end. And we had a beginning. He created us, but he created us to be eternal with him. Yes. So part of that image is to live forever.
1: Yes. God intended for us to live forever with him. That eternal intended existence is, I think, assumed in how God himself defines being made in his image in the second half of that verse. So as always, if you just keep reading, let us make man in our image after our likeness, and then he's going to define what that means. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, birds of the heavens, over the livestock, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the ground. So now the question becomes, okay, being made in his image means to have dominion. What is dominion?
2: I take it as, like, stature, ruling. Authority. Yeah.
1: Right? Not only authority, but the ability to turn that authority into action, which means you have awareness of self. You have awareness of everything else in creation. Or at least the capability of it, right? Mm -hmm. And we're going to get to that. God's going to bring all the animals to Adam and have him name them. He's going to give him dominion. Mm -hmm. But also the ability to have, as is often referred to, free will, choice. You can't have dominion if you don't have that. So that's inherent in it. And you can't have true dominion as as God is intending for Adam and Eve uh, unless, as Chip, you were referring to, you had the life to carry that out.
3: Well, and is it possible that dominion also? I'm thinking about relationship. If I have dominion over something, I would think that an attribute of that dominion would be that I'm I'm responsible. I'm I'm responsible to care for. To to I don't want to necessarily use the word manage, but That's kind of what I'm thinking in my head right now. Yeah,
1: I mean, relationship with each other is assumed in that dominion. It's a joint dominion because, what does he say? Let us make man in our image and let them have dominion. So not just Adam as the first man, Mm -hmm. because God's going to come and say after he makes Adam, although Adam was perfect in his quality, it was incomplete, he wasn't to have dominion outside of a relationship. He was supposed to have dominion within a relationship. And you get that foreshadowed even before you get the account of God making Adam and Eve in verse 27. God created man in his own image. And before we go on, just, just so everybody's clear, when the Bible says man in this regard, it's not talking about gender. Right. <laughs> yeah. That is just a a basic ignorance if you think that that man in this context means male because all you have to do is keep reading in the image of god he created him male and female he created them so man just means mankind the species right and notice that god makes no distinction when it comes to his image that's that is where man and woman are 100% co-equal in value, in beauty, in not only in the eyes of God, but should be in the eyes of everybody. Mm-hmm. That's distinct from being the same in function and God-given duty. Just because you have different roles doesn't mean you have different value. And that's what our society today has I I would have said confused 10 years ago, but I think in many respects now it's an intentional uh, confusion, disillusionment. Uh, Just because men and women are created differently and for different purposes, and that is clear to any common thinking person, doesn't mean they have different value. Just because one can do what the other can't and the other can do what the other can't doesn't mean one's better than the other. This is what makes it clear in the Bible. They were both made in God's image. Well, and
3: again, the 10 years ago, you wouldn't think that you had to point out that he specifically specifies male and female. Right, and that there is a distinction. Right, and that's the only ones that he created. Right. There is no other
1: Yes, there, there is that is who and what you are, from the moment you're born. Right, you you can you can deny that, you can pretend, but you're only as John would say in First John one. Right, uh, if we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. He creates the male. And female, and then he blesses them in verse 28 and says, Be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth, subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, birds of the air, heavens of the earth, every living thing. And it was so. God saw everything. Behold, it was good. And then we have the end of the sixth day.
2: That, that's a, uh, a lot wrapped up into the first six days of a time we can't even wrap our heads around. Yeah. I mean, talk about a busy week. <laughs> I like that yeah no wonder God had to rest right? <laughs> yeah for sure
1: Yeah, and by the way uh, this isn't a study on Genesis but when, when you get into chapter 2 and it says God rested on the seventh day from all of the work it doesn't mean that he stopped doing anything the, the universe would fall apart if God stopped doing any, everything it means he rested from the work of creation which is a, a way of saying it was done There was nothing left to do. It was truly good and complete and done. There was nothing left to do. And God blessed them and made it a holy day, which is significant for us in considering these first persons of the Bible. Uh, I often try and paint the picture this way. Imagine being Adam or Eve, and you just open your eyes for the very first time, and you're not a baby, you're right, you you have fully developed cognition, and you see, uh, this planet is incredible, even broken. Right. For you second. see a perfect, pristine, true, God-made paradise. How foolish would it be to think, well, I think the first thing we should do is get to work. <laughs> what are you going to do? It's perfect. And that is so important. The first thing God makes Adam and Eve, he gives them dominion. He says, Have rule. This is you get to share in what it's like to be me as my child by me giving you dominion and everything that that means. But first, sit down. You are not going to be able to have true faithful dominion unless you first rest in this. I've already done it all for you. And that is true for us and for our salvation. That is why God is the same yesterday, today, and always. Salvation is no different than God's creation. We are not going to be people of God today, even as sinful and broken as we are, unless we do what that first couple did. Rest in what God has already done for us, what he has recreated in us through faith in Jesus and his grace given in those waters of baptism, just like God brought forth life from those void waters of the earth.
3: Well, Pastor, as we uh, wrap up this episode... Flew by. It did. I was wondering if you could speak a little bit to the differences between the first chapter... Mm-hmm. of Genesis and the second chapter because it it seems like it covers some of the same material mm-hmm. but in a different manner, a different focus.
1: Yeah, it's a it's a great thing to point out because a lot of people, especially skeptics who are looking for a reason to quote-unquote discredit the Bible, which still has yet to be done, um, see conflicts between chapter 1 and 2. And that's because they simply do not understand or haven't read or studied uh, how the Hebrew mind really functioned it it was spiral in its thinking okay as opposed to western thought that's very linear linear right everything has to be in order the hebrews so much really didn't care about that as much as they cared about telling you the story and the meaning and the impact of it and and drawing out that meaning so they really chapter one is written to give you this mountaintop view of creation and so that's how you get in verse four of chapter two. These are the generations of the heavens and the earth when they were created in the day that the Lord God made the earth and the heavens. It sounds like you're gonna start all over again. Mm-hmm. They're not filling in all the details. They're just wanting you to know when, when all of this was there, this is how God made man.
0: We pray our time together in God's word has been a blessing to you and to your faith in Jesus Christ, who is our Lord and Savior of the world. If you enjoy listening to our program, we would love to hear from you. Go to eternalconnectionradio.com. To find our full episode archive, contact us, let us know you enjoy the show, or ask a question that Pastor Jay will answer on the air. God bless all of you. We look forward to connecting with you again next Sunday on The Eternal Connection.